Welcome to the Queensland Preview. I'm COVID free. I'm down in Melbourne and I am Scoot, your host. And I've got Shane MJ Curlio up in Toowoomba. And he looks fresh as and ready to get into the weekend's racing. How are you? Yeah, going well. Not, uh, going a lot better than you blokes down there anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, it's still pretty fresh and lucky it's winter because there's nothing else to do anyway. Usually we'd be on holidays. And speaking of holidays, it looks like uh, they've finally got their act together in Queensland. Alligator blood. The, uh, the inquiries today, six and a half months after the Magic Millions. Slow and steady wins the race, they say, um, Scoot. So if that were true, Queensland would be 15 years ahead of the rest of the racing industry. But it's not true. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, DVD, uh, David Van Dyke goes up today. Uh, look, I think it'll be pretty straightforward. He'll get a fine. The horse will be disqualified. And that should be all she wrote. But I don't think Mr. Andrews has shares the same sentiment. Um, <laughs> now, Good luck to Alan anyway. Now, he's a- uh, landmark, landmark case he's uh, embarking on, he tells us, and it's going to shake up the racing industry. So He's pretty vocal on Twitter, so no doubt he'll, uh, and he's a consumer of a lot of content. So he'll give us his two bobs worth in on the show and, and give us the latest information from the the case that's that's for sure uh speaking of uh carnival type racing and, and holidays usually this time of year's darling cup uh a viewer or a fan text in and or t- tweeted in and wanted you and i to have a look at the nt derby and the result on that race there was a ride uh, one of terry trichel's uh runners the horse ran i think fourth um it was called Call Me Legend. It sort of half missed the kick, bumped into a horse, got checked at the 1,200 and ran on into fourth, beaten about you know 10.5 lengths. The winner was very emphatic, I thought. Uh, what did you think of uh, the ride and, and the result of, of the NT Derby? I uh, thought that that horse in question was probably race over for him at the start. If you watch the head on, the horse got twisted sideways from the start and sort of lost all chance of holding a spot. By the time they, by the time he got going and settled into stride, it was maybe four back the fence, I think, by that stage. Um, somewhere there, it was well back along the fence anyway. Um, and then just, yeah, got a, I suppose it did get inconvenienced again. I don't know whether it's the fold of the rod. I think he would have settled closer if he could have. But um, like you say, he's that winner, that budget king, um, like it travelled like a dollar fifty chance in the run. It was never getting beat. It had the race won a long way out. You'd ever see them travel like that on the corner at Darwin. Well, they're normally all hanging the washing out like from about the six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, this thing was just travelling in behind. I've never seen, never seen, rarely, I should say, rarely have I seen one travel like that on the corner at Darwin, and it um, it, it it trotted up so. Uh, we won't go. We won't knock Terry Trichel, and as you know, knocking jockeys is something I'm pretty good at. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, there's, a, there's a couple. There's no, a couple not. of riders in Sydney in the metropolitan ranks, and I describe them as as um, as clothes flapping on the line. But particular uh, jockey, I think rode a winner uh, last week. 
rode a, rode a really good ride that, that fell in, uh, that won by a nose uh, last Saturday. So you, you don't have to be a genius to work out who that is or who that was. But yeah, let's I get Hanging the washing out was an old trot saying, I think, you know, when the drivers sit there with their reins and then they start doing that. <laughs> yeah. That's where that one come from. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Clothes flapping on the lines and, they, you know, they're coming up the coming yeah. up the home street. It's, uh, it's a frightening proposition and it's probably a good segue into race two at Doom and the races at Doom and this weekend. Uh, the, um, the Probably the, the most talked about horse will be Kishikano in race two. It's a 1,200-metre event. It comes up against a horse called Turulu uh, from the D. Van Dyke yard. Uh, and Ryan Maloney is the usual rider on, on these uh, these horses for David. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the alligator but uh, case. But Kishikano, 63.5 kilos, gets a three-kilo claim. I saw you in a, I would say, heated discussion, but it was a little bit of an altercation on Twitter. And um, I'd be interested to see, you know, what's your take on Kishikano and the booking of Alex Patsis? Do you think the big syndicates will take it on? And what do you think of the early market price? Um, yeah, this is a, like, yeah, altercation is very harsh too, by the way. It was just a question. Um, I suppose you just try and get the sentiment of the crowd and sometimes it pays to be contrarian. And this is pretty obvious, sort of find this horse off its first up win. Uh, once again, on rain-affected ground, um, it was dominant over horses that are, I wouldn't say legless, but um, country showgirl sort of ran into third into that race and fleet doves ran second. Um, so legless is harsh, but... You know, we come, I suppose we've come out of the carnival time and this horse has, you know, missed those better two-year-old races um, and now just beating up on the locals last week. Mm. All's fair. Um, now, we've seen Alex Pattis, and this is like, this is nothing, this is not a knock personally, this is just form analysis, right? So Alex Pattis was, uh, has been gifted a couple of front-running wins on a couple of uh, horses recently. We seen one on Saturday with um, Bangers and Mayo at Ipswich on that inside travel later, where it was basically a matter of jump your horse out of the gates, find the lead, find the fence and just sit on it and hang on. The track will do the rest. Um, so this is going to be a little bit more tactical. Now, Alex is going to find herself on some, on some decent horses over the next few weeks. Maybe not decent horses is the right word. On horses that will start favourite. And, um, you know, she'll be, she'll be well sought after. I see she's got a couple of decent rides here. So she's going to ride some decent, some good, some good, some horses that are going to be firm in the market is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this horse, um, you know, finds itself sort of, you know, potentially Fleet Dove kicks forward from the gate and Kissy Kano comes out and just sort of gets sort of tightened to back to the fence a little bit. And she finds herself behind the leader or something like that, or three back defence at worst. Yeah, there's going to be no... Well, there's going to be no favours given to her anyway. Put it that way, right, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, um, I, I'm marking this horse as going up in weight because I'm not giving any concession to the claim here um, because of the apprentice. And um, 
obviously then you've got to try and find, you know, what can beat it because it still looks like the best horse. But, um, you know, the David Van Dyke runners, the, 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 I'm not sure whether clear is the right word, but clearly has some ability. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I sort of, I got to this, I got to race day last start with this horse. I remember, I think I tipped it on the show, made it my best bet. And you then did. You had I got, any email? I got to race day and ummed it hard at the price and, and let it go. And in, in retrospect, it won like a dollar forty shot, dollar fifty shot. So, um, yeah, like it's an interesting race um, from just from a point of view of will they take a pro- will they take a set against it, and what price is it a bet? Um, and then what happens? You know, what what do horses like you know Bellissimo and Michi? Uh, you know, I think the Robert Heathcote horses have been going ordinary to be honest. Um, Rothfire was his highlight horse. Over the carnival, whatever it's one horse. His strike rate's been horrific, um, or hasn't been great since the um, since we had that little blow up here between trainers a couple of months ago. So he's one of the trainers that has fallen off a cliff with winning strike rates, and horses just aren't going as good as they were in previous preparations. And you know, we touched on Tullaroo, sort of one that's that's you know potentially got more to give, you know, off its first off its win on debut, which was pretty impressive. So. I think we're just a matter of wait and seeing what the market does. Mm. So would you be alarmed at a drift or you no, drift to a backable I'm, price? Is that what you're saying? But drifting to a backable price. I've got no, like there'd be no alarms of whether this horse is not right, is not right or not trying. It's just a matter of a bigger syndicate taking a set against the jockey switch and, you know, at SP277 last time, it, does it get to $3 the fare, you know? Mm. So yeah, that's a nice little purse. So a lot of the time, you got to figure out whether it's the horse has gone up unders, whether it's a syndicate taking on a negative jockey switch, or what negative a bad map, or some sort of circumstantial map disadvantage, and, yeah. and that's going to sway you. And yeah, it's not always a case of drift and, and don't bet. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the race. I'm more interested in the last five, last three minutes. Of, truth know, time is DK. The, the great Dan Kelly calls it truth time. Truth time. You know, it's $2 yeah. now. Like, there's rain about and it's even money, right? So I'm not betting because if there, if it does get wet, DVD mm. will probably scratch that second favourite on a wet track. Well, it has, you know, he, he, DVD loves scratching horses off heavy tracks. So if, this, if we do get the rain that they're forecast and the second favourite scratches and you're copping a $1.60, Dollar fifty Kishikano, or you know, you shoulder arms and move on to the next. Yeah, $2.10, $2.70, $2.10, $2.70, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10, $2.10,
uh, $34 and, and better the rest. <laughs> had, to, had to read that one really carefully. What's, um, what, which horses stick out to you when you first look at that market? It looks like the market doesn't really know what to do with this race. No, it looks like no one does. Just waiting to see, um, waiting for truth time, I think, here. This will be, this will, what are we betting now? 130-odd, I suppose, early markets. Um, obviously, weather will play a part, and we should have a little bit better indication of the track and how it's playing by this stage. Um, so there's a couple of things there to consider. Um, another thing another thing too about this meeting is you'll, there might be a few horses that don't have a rider declared after Bailey Notif broke his jaw Wednesday morning at track work. Um, so that's going to be a, that's going to be a loss to the to the jockey ranks. Um, you got a lot. Of, yeah, he was pretty no, good, wasn't he? No secret that um, that a lot of my bets are, 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 are you know are on good trainer jockey combinations, and Golan and Notif were you know have been very profitable to our service. So it's um, he's going to be a loss. Over the next few months, and who and who Tony Golan chooses to replace him with, you know, is getting their better rides will be an interesting one going forward. But you know, in this race, um, like you said, the market doesn't know. What have we got? A four dollar sixty favourite Maozi, probably a better like a better gay. Doesn't have a lot of early speed though, so it's going to probably be back. You know, potentially three back defence. It's going to be. It's going to get like a favourable running transit, but then obviously it's going to need the right ride and a bit of luck as well you know, from the 600 metres onwards. Um, certainly got the ability to win it. Um, the speed map will be interesting. Bulbs, you know, there's a, there's a bit of, there's a little bit of pace there. Um, one that caught my eye last time, it was a win at Toowoomba, was Mashani Spirit. Um, mm. Yeah, I spoke about... It's obviously got ability, like on debut, it beat Nidal by four lengths, looking mm. back as a two and then Pocket Pistol won again by, by two lengths at the Gold Coast in the 900-metre race and then um, must have gone amiss or no good in the Bruce McLaughlin Group 3. Long layoff, come back, ran second at the coast, another long layoff and do you think the horse could finally be right? Yeah, like it wasn't, like, like I said, it was only Toowoomba the other day, but um, you go back through... I think it was Devil's Marbles was the horse. Yeah, Devil's Marbles was the horse that ran third. Now... I'm not saying Devil's Marbles was a was a good thing beaten it the other day at um, at Ipswich. Um, it was a benchmark 78 Saturday race, but it was one of those horses that actually made ground off the fence on the day. Like it did run really well, and I thought both horses coming out of that Toowoomba run, you know, could potentially be follows. Um, but Mashani Spirit um, was a pretty good win, so I thought it was a it was a horse I could follow coming into this sort of race. Um, the others have been up. There's a few others in this that have been up and going for a fair way, for a fair time, if that makes sense. So mm. sort of don't mind the idea of this horse sort of fresh on the scene. Um, obviously, my issue, and purely from a statistical analysis point of view, is the jock. Um, not an overly winning rider. Rides at about 5%. Um, he did go. Jackson did go through a purple patch earlier in his apprenticeship when he was winning some, winning some metro races, and then had a bad fall and um, probably just lost his winning way a little bit since his return. So, like winning at five percent is not a great strike winning strike rate, um, which is my, my my concern, I suppose. 
um, we might just get a better price on the day and as we get closer to jump time. But certainly a horse that I could entertain in this race, there's no doubt about that. I think it's pretty even. Um, sort of the Garnet Taylor horses there. Um, bold style, bold EOS, they can go forward and Mashani Spirit can probably go forward with them. And when they sort of settle, he, he won't be far off and you sort of settle in the first three or four. And um, I know it's easy to say, but it should be pretty straightforward for him if he can begin and just put himself in the first four and then take cover. He should find himself in a pretty good spot. Um, you've got a horse like, say, Haya, who we were on last start. Um, uh, it's a pretty, it's 34 days between, but has had a barrier trial, which I like after they've had 30 days between runs. I like that barrier trial slash jump out in between. I think, mm. it's a, I think it's a negative though, going from Bailey to Steph Thornton. The horse has never sort of been on speed. Hadn't been on speed for ages. And then that last start at Doom and, um, got Tony Gollins, probably the best trainer at identifying um, track bias and track patterns on the day and instructing riders to ride to it. And, and that day they put that horse right on speed and the money was there for it as well. So that might have, you know, that was the winning move. But, you know, obviously Steph goes on. So it's a negative jockey switch for me. So, yeah, look, I'm, I suppose I'm looking for something that's coming fresh on the scene. And, and I think that maybe um, Mashani Spirit could be that horse. But Yeah, if I have a look at the punningform.com.au data, there's little between this field. I think it could, will be a case of best ride wins race or, yeah, if Mashani Spirit can take the next step, it needs to, looking at the data. Yeah. Uh, but it is lightly raced and, of course, um, early in its career, it showed lots of potential, but, yeah, clearly some issues. It looks a, uh, yeah, it looks like a real, real mess from the punning form. The and, and what um, probably probably indicative of, of where we're headed to now for this type of for this time of year too in Queensland racing. Mm. Some, particularly this metropolitan grade, we're going to get some some really even races. Um, it's going to come down to a bit of so identifying those little outlying uh, form. Uh, what do you call? Them? form pointers, you know, like maps particularly and track bias particularly. You know, when you've got a field of horses where there might be five horses all around the same ability and going equally as well, it's just going to yep. come down to the ride and the map and, the you know, being in the right part of the track at the right time. So uh, not not normally a lot of early action um, on these types of meetings where there's a lot of even races and, and more so just trying to find some opportunities in the market as the day goes on. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, I couldn't agree more. It's probably the best way to attack um, out-of-season racing. Big, uh, big deep fields. So it looks shapes as a, uh, a really interesting card and there should be a couple of good opportunities there. Curls, you got a... Uh, so there's a bit of weather up there at the moment. Your schedule for this week, you'll do Doomben early and then you've got Bow Desert on the Saturday and then Toowoomba Saturday night. Yeah, been a bit of soul searching this week, Scooter. I can't remember the last good day I've had at Toowoomba. I'm going to change me change me handle to Gold Coast Tips or uh, anywhere <laughs> but Toowoomba Tips. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we can run second there. That's about it. But um, yeah, it, just the way the weather's looking over the weekend, Toowoomba will, will be the best betting track. Um, the Gold Coast meeting is it's normally on Santiago. It's going to Bow Desert for the Bow Desert Cup. That track is a uh, not a great track at the best of times. It's it's a bad track when it's wet, but there is a pattern there on wet tracks, so we'll just watch the weather um, mm. between now and then. There's Ipswich Friday as well. Um, 
won't be covering it race by race, but there's plenty there's plenty of betting opportunities in the sunny yeah, because always there on Sunday. So definitely covering Toowoomba. We'll cover Bow Desert, Doom, and obviously with the worksheets, and then we'll just see where the betting opportunities come from there. Mm, they're full curly at thirty nine ninety nine a week. It's um it's worth the entertainment value alone on the your Twitter page and. It's just so easy with the mailbag.com.au app and you can just bet really late as the um, as the market starts to show its hand in all things racing in Queensland. Curls, keep your uh, finger on the pulse up there. I know you're big on the politics and the news and every all the stewards reports, so you are the uh, the first the first with all the fresh news, so can't wait to talk about alligator blood and what, what that means um, up in Queensland. So... Next time I talk to you, we'll probably uh, be answering a tweet from Alan Endress. I hope not. I'm cheering, Alan. I want him to go his hardest. <laughs> Great narrative. You know, it's better than reading that Chris Waller's excited about training humidor. Like, it's much better narrative listening to Alan Endress fight his way through the alligator blood saga. <laughs> narrative, honestly. Just let us oh. Let us bet. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, yeah, that's an issue for Mitch Beer at the moment, getting horses from Victoria into New South Wales. And, yeah, again, I'm not sure what's going to happen to the um, the Everest field with uh, no horses there either. But that's a story for another day. Can't wait to talk to you next week for next week's show, Curls. And good luck. And, I, um, yeah, I'll be surprised if Kishikano didn't win myself. But if you're after the free best bets, uh, jump on the mailbag.com.au and subscribe to our database there and you'll get the best around the grounds from, from the lads and a couple of sports tips. You get the sportsman's double tips for free. Fantastic. See you, mate. Thanks, thanks mate. Bye-bye.